Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there uh, with other Free Talk Live listeners. One of the main features of the site allows you to actually control the content. So what you find there on the main page has been placed there by listeners like you. You find something online, you think that's interesting, entertaining, fun, uh, outrageous. Whatever you find that you think our listeners would enjoy, you can submit it over at freetalklive.com. Submit it as show prep. It then appears on the upcoming stories page and at that point is subject to being voted upon. It may receive up or down votes, and the more up votes it receives, the higher the total of vote counts it will get to. And then at some point it will pass over from the upcoming stories page to the front page of the website. So head over, get interactive, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio here tonight, it is Ian. Nemi. And Mark. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Again, that's the toll-free number here for you tonight. Uh, So coming up this evening, Mark, you've got something for us about the police and their use of force. And I presume that means against innocent people or just use of force in general. Well, um, in in, in general, I mean, you know, why is there no good data on uh, police use of force? So I'm interested in hearing about that. Also, got some more reflections from the Hajj. We have one of our listeners who went on a Hajj, which for those that don't know is a uh, basically a Muslim pilgrimage that uh, every Muslim is supposed to take at some point in their lives if they can afford to do so. And he's got some interesting reflections uh, from that Hajj. But Mark, let's start with the cops, if okay. you've got it ready. Sure. Absolutely. I'm just uh, wondering to myself about this whole Hajj thing. Sounds fair. Actually, hold that thought. Speaking of the police, we got Daniel on the line in Rochester, uh, New Hampshire. Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Um, I was listening to the podcast this morning and listening to all the uh, cop stories, and I thought I should call in with a mind-dismissed speeding ticket. Oh, excellent. Do tell. So I'm... So I moved to New Hampshire, and I got this ticket, and I was like, okay, what do I do? A speeding ticket. And I thought I'd better challenge it, and um, I read the paperwork. I mean, it's just a small piece of paper with a ticket. I actually read it, and I think that's important. You should read these things if you want to work on it. And uh, respond in writing. That's basically all it said. It said, you respond in writing, or we could suspend your license, blah, 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 blah. So I, um, <clears throat> I, instead of just checking the box and sending it in, I mm-hmm. actually sent a letter, right? Because I thought, well, I want to respond in writing because sure. that's what it doesn't do. And uh, so the letter just said, not guilty, blah, blah, blah. And um, and I never got a response. I never got anything back. And a couple months went by, and I was about ready to take a three-week trip. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. Yeah, I was like, something's going to get come in the mail while I'm gone, and I won't know it. And there'll be a big issue. Well, another problem, another concern is, did they receive it? Uh, it is the mail system, so there's a possibility the mail system failed at delivering it. But what's more likely is that uh, shifty prosecutors and or court systems can just simply claim they didn't receive your mail unless you send it to right. them certified. And I didn't send it. Um, I was concerned about that. I didn't send it um Certified. Whatever, you know, uh, where they have to sign for it. Yep. I just put a stamp on it. But I did call them. There's an office that I could call, mm-hmm. and they said they received it. So I was like, okay, okay good. And But another month or two went by, and I went. To, I was about ready to take a three-week trip, and I, mm. I was worried about, you know, having this over the head while I'm taking a trip. And, you know, they could send me a letter 
it could be in the mail while I leave, and then I'm supposed to be in court. I didn't know what was supposed to happen. So I wrote him another letter, and uh, I just kind of made something up. I moved to dismiss on grounds of nonfeasance. I made that up, but nonfeasance, mm-hmm. I thought, applied to the situation. I actually looked up the word. It's failure to apply with or failure to perform an official duty. So I figured they officially had to do a duty and respond or do something, uh, let me know what to do next. And uh, so that's what I did. I motion dismissed on grounds of nonfeasance. They had me send it in attention to a specific person. Uh, I, I called them before I sent the letter, and, and I think that was important. I don't know, but attention to a specific person. And... Um, and then so a couple of weeks later, got a letter back saying it was dismissed, and that was it. It was, it was dismissed on state's failure to file a complaint with the court. Hmm. And hmm. so I, I wonder if it was one of those things. I don't know what things and going to court and everything. And I just wanted people to know, if, at least in New Hampshire, you can challenge things and not even go to court. And that was actually pleasant for me because you know if you're working and you, you don't want to take off work and things like that right so. i wish i could remember uh the details or what what the code is called but there's a certain uh restriction on a, like a, a certain window of prosecution time so like if they issue you a ticket and you challenge it then the government has a certain period of time in which they have to prosecute and or it's either from when you challenge it or from when the tissue the the ticket is issued so if they go beyond that time window then if they all of a sudden come at you with a case you can just you know motion to dismiss based on hey you guys took too long to come at me uh so maybe yeah, that was sure what ended up happening is, but it was around 3 months from the ticket to the Letter. That's that may be what I'm thinking of. It may be like a 90 day window for traffic uh, summons, but I don't have oh. that. You know, I'm not. A, I mean, I'm not giving legal advice. This does not necessarily apply to your no, state. Well, I called and they said that the they were still waiting on some paperwork from the cops. So mm-hmm. that's what I based it on. I I put in the letter that I called and they said that nothing's been done with it. Nice. What am I supposed to do? So that's what. Cool, so, man. Good story. I appreciate you bringing that up. That's what I'm in favor of. Daniel, thanks. Why did you move to New Hampshire, by the way? Well, I, I was a fan of the project and wanted to be involved a little bit. Cool. How's it, how's it been? I mean, when did you get here? Uh, about three years ago, so I've been here a while. Oh, cool. And uh, so you're living out on the seacoast. Uh, what's some of the activism that uh, you're most interested in? Um, I'm interested in education, uh, trying to get a freedom curriculum, uh, Somehow, that's what I've been thinking about recently, and uh, kind of behind-the-scenes type stuff. That's what I like to do. Right on. Good to know that you're here, and I appreciate the story and the call tonight. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, Of course, he's talking about the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. you got to get together with other people who think like you, people that want to get active. And being active, as Daniel pointed out, doesn't necessarily mean you know being out on the front lines doing civil disobedience or anything like that. You can be behind the scenes working on a website. Uh, you can write letters to the editor. You can you know contact uh, state representatives, tell them how you feel about things. And when the time comes, if they hit you with something like a speeding ticket, take it to court. Be willing to uh, to clog up the system a little bit. There's so many different ways to get active here, but what's most important is that you're doing it in tandem with others. That there are others around who share your values. Uh, who understand what freedom means, and you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. I was actually just in a uh, meeting of cop blockers prior to coming to the show uh, tonight. We had a, a strategy session, and there was probably about eight people at that uh, that meeting, and 
and uh, kind of came up with a lot of new good ideas for some outreach projects and, uh, you know, like going to the college and, you know, doing a seminar, like a know your rights kind of thing, coming up with a, a flyer that's because we live here in a college town in Keene, New Hampshire. So there's always several thousand college students living here at pretty much any given time during the year. And most of them just don't know their rights. Not at all. Most people just don't know their rights. But certainly younger people are less likely to know their rights, I think, than uh, people that might have been around for a little while longer simply because they've been less likely to encounter uh, that information. So, you know, we talked about doing some outreach to college students and uh, and further outreaching to victims of the state, like actually going through and finding out who's getting arrested for what every single week and, and reaching out to those folks, which is kind of what the Peaceful Streets Project has been doing over in Manchester, which I think is a really cool uh, bit of activism. And when you've got enough activists in one area, you can duplicate good ideas from other activism movements. So like the folks, uh, Peaceful Streets Project started up down in Austin and it spread pretty quickly to Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, where they started up this program where they're looking at the police logs every week and they're getting the information of all the people that are arrested in their case for cannabis. I think we're going to end up doing it for all victimless crimes here in Keene. And, you know, sending a letter to those folks and saying, hey, you're not alone. You know, what you did wasn't wrong. And here's what you can do now. That kind of thing. Give them some information. It's a good idea. I yep. need to outreach to people. And- but you got to have the people to be able to do a project like that. Yes, And you, you do. probably don't have the uh, people in your area. So you really should look into the Free State Project. Freestateproject.org. There's more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Speaking of the police, Mark's got some questions about their use of force. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get in jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang.com. And cake. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves here. Toll free, 855-453. We've got a webcam on our website. You can go watch and listen totally free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. And their webcams. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and it's right there for you. In fact, it's even built into the same page as our chat room so you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at the same time. Go on over to cam.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Our phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that handles accounts receivable. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. If you've got a business and need to try something new in the area of collections, try SACL CAI. Indeed. So uh, let's continue with the phone calls. And then, Mark, you're going to tell us about the police and their use of force and how there's not really too much good information out there about that for some reason. Erod's on the line, though, listening in Georgia to LRN.FM. Hey, Erod. Yeah, hi. Hey, Hey, before you guys jump into your subject uh, here, uh, I got a question I wanted to ask. It's kind of pressing. Um, Last week, you had uh, one of your callers call in uh, and stating that uh, based on some science. some scientists' information that there was going to, he predicted there was going to be an earthquake or, or something right. like that. And, you know, I don't know what sort of window uh, it needed to occur 
in order to validate, you know, that, that theory. But I was kind of curious because there was actually an earthquake on Friday just off of Japan, a 7.3. Yep. So I'm, I just want to ask you, do you think that was, um, you know, just purely coincidence or, you know, maybe he was on to something? Uh, total coincidence. I mean, he was, his bet, well, you're talking about Sam. He actually used to mm-hmm. co-host the show with us a couple of years yeah. back. And uh, he had predicted it was going to be between, I think it was the 24th and the 29th of November. Uh, mm-hmm. And no, nothing did happen during that time frame. He we also won the predicted bet. a 7.5 or above. 7.5 or above, right. So we won that mm-hmm. bet. The one you're talking about. that doesn't about, mean it's not a coincidence. That doesn't address the coincidence issue. It, it was not the bet. And so therefore it was a coincidence. I mean, earthquakes <laughs> happen every single day around the world. Yeah, sure. it's, mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before one of them is going to uh, mm-hmm. reach a seven, yeah. a level of a seven. And in this case, uh, you're talking about something that happened on Friday the 7th, which was a full week after uh, the original predicted period. So I would yeah, yeah, I just think that something has a, on a scale of an earthquake, I mean, ah, you know, unscientific kind of uh, guess, I would give it, you know, you know, plus or minus a week, you know, it's pretty impressive to me. So, yeah, I was just curious. Okay. Hey, if you're impressed, you're impressed. Yeah, okay. All Anything right. else on your mind, Erod? No, that's it. Thanks for the okay. call, man. I appreciate oh, hearing from you. A lot hey. of people asked about this on our Facebook page. Oh, really? Yeah. Coincidence? I don't know. And I don't know either. Uh, you know, maybe it had to do with whatever the planets lining up that he thought that was going to do something and didn't do quite what it was supposed to at quite the time. I don't know. Well, I have not taken the time to look into how frequently seven-level hurricanes, excuse me, not hurricanes, <laughs> earthquakes happen. Uh, but I imagine there's several of them every single year. I would imagine that's the case, too. So it's only a matter of time before you get another one somewhere else. And by the way, uh, the prediction that Sam had made was for the entire world. So to make a general prediction like that, oh, some, you know, some earthquake is going to happen somewhere in the entire globe over a certain period of time. Seems like odds are good that's going to happen. It's not a t- yeah right like you know it he didn't it wasn't a terrible bet um, on either sides yeah um, and frankly it was a hundred dollars to a charity Local of charity. choices so you know what what's the worst that can come of it you know he calls in yeah I'll take that bet whatever by the way the charity in question was the hundred nights shelter and that's something that is a Keene based charity we're here in Keene New Hampshire hundred nights is the only independently funded uh, shelter. Here in the Keene area, there's mm-hmm. another. There are other shelters run by some government funded. It's not the actual government, but it's a gov- heavily government funded organization. And there was a fundraiser that's going on for the Hundred Nights Shelter, which you know it's open during the hundred coldest nights of the year. It gets cold here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, and so it gives a, people a, a warm place to go. And anybody that shows up who's not you know rowdy, gonna start fights or something like that. Anybody that shows up is uh, is welcome there. So it's yeah. I think it's a real great community resource and a few a uh, few days ago, several days ago on the show, I talked a little bit about it and how we're doing like the, the you know the government is is trying to tantalize them into I well they they went to the government looking for some kind of money. Well, there's money being put aside for them. It's just yeah. being, being taken by another organization and used by them because um, they haven't filled out the grant writing or whatever that goes into it. They consider it to be an arduous task to get it, and I totally understand. Well, and I, you know, I don't blame anybody for going to the government to get money. They but I paid respect money an organization it. that doesn't, and I'd like to help an organization that hasn't because it right. has. It gives the opportunity. I mean, to put these ideas in, into play. The the ideas meaning uh, voluntary charity. Yeah, yeah. So the founder of the organization is not really interested in taking the money that the government is is offering because it comes with strings attached. Like you have to shut up about talking about homeless issues here in Keene right. if you he take this money. Like that. 
and that's not too cool. So, uh, so I put a post up over at FreeKeen, uh, FreeKeen.com, which is my blog site, encouraging people to sign up for a $10 a month contribution. But what I didn't realize at the time was that the subscribe button on 100nights.org was totally busted. Broke. So uh, it's now working. And so anybody who had tried previously to go to 100nights.org and to sign up for the $10 a month, this is you know good for anybody anywhere. You can be anywhere in the world and support the 100 Nights Shelter uh, for 10 bucks a month over at 100nights.org. The subscribe button's up in the top left. You can select the level of contribution that feels most comfortable to you. And if he can get a hundred, uh, you know, a hundred ten dollar contributions every month, then you know, or the pledge, you know, so to have a hundred people step up every single month and do ten dollar a month contributions, he won't take that eleven grand. Yeah, that would more than cover the eleven thousand dollars that they're looking at getting from the city. It'd be really great if um, if they can get a hundred, but uh, I think that you know we've been working on getting some donations besides that too. So I would appreciate if anybody anybody you know just comes up and do does you know ten bucks a month. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. you know, if you get a hundred ten dollar a month donations, you've surpassed the eleven thousand dollar per year. I don't year want anybody to threshold. not do it for want of the other ninety nine people doing it. Oh no, there's no there's no like uh, tracking as far as well. You're waiting on a certain number of other people. There's no like bar that's filling up mm-hmm. or anything like that. If you feel like helping, you can do that at hundrednights.org. Anyway, eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, you can of course bring up whatever you want. Now we've been talking about the police. And, Mark, uh, you've got a story about how apparently there's a real uh, lack of statistics or information about police and the violence that they employ. This is from HuffPo.com. Um, the St. Louis Post-Ditch—actually, uh, Radley Balco um, is the writer here. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch recently ran an editorial praising a new program by University of Missouri, St. Louis criminologist David Klinger that will track, analyze, and analyze the uh, police— uh, city's involvement um, in the excuse me the city's police involved shootings this comes on the heels of a study clinger authored uh, the same topic finding that the city had improved the way it investigates police shootings but that the police department is still too opaque about these investigations this is pretty typical as is the fact that Attempts to make departments uh, more transparent about officer involved shootings have been strongly opposed by the police union last year an investigative series mm. las vegas review journal found why do you think that is why would the police union oppose uh getting the information out about these things i can't see why that would necessarily be a good thing because um i guess the investigations can't help their officers and they can only harm them and the union's there to protect officers is that right i suppose so even though the officers are perhaps doing bad things? Well, they, the officers are already likely to be exonerated, so why would they uh, you know, want to do anything that would harm, you know, cause harm to their officers? More coming up. Your thoughts welcome. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rots network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 855 453 
That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can take control of the airwaves. 855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Mobile site, we got it. Go to m.freetalklive.com. It contains links to our live streams in broadband, midband, and narrowband versions. Uh, Plus, you can also link over to some software that will help you tune those streams, like TuneIn, which is available for pretty much every phone operating system out there, and it's free. So go to M, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source, alternative currency for the Internet. They allow you to send and receive excuse me, money on the Internet without having to pay any fees. You can have complete control over your own account. And if you wish, it'll give you... Uh, you know, an, uh, anonymity. If you have to work at it a little bit, you can't just uh, you know go on there and expect expect an- anonymity by using bitcoins. But if you work at it, you can achieve some level of anonymity with bitcoins. You can find out about bitcoins by going to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We have some links there uh, that you can educate yourself on. Bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, so eight five five four fifty free. That is the toll free number here. Mark, uh, you've been telling us a bit about the police and their lack of really holding themselves accountable in any way, shape, or form by publishing information about violence that they employ when on the job. Well, um, you know, like what what are – the police involve shootings, and why is it so difficult to get information so on them? So specifically shootings, not necessarily other police violence. That's in this particular gotcha. study that was done here by the University of Missouri okay. by criminologist David Klinger. But um, here last year, an investigative series by the Las Vegas Review-Journal found that officer shootings always de- were always deemed justified. Of course. Even in cases where they were pretty clearly, they weren't. That led to a federal civil rights investigation by the Department of Justice. The DOJ report released last month came down hard on the city. Mm. And this is great when you can get a paper like uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal to do a series like this because right. they, if they can put a reporter on this, they can document this stuff, they can show something. It's they taken seriously. They can, yeah, it can get uh, taken seriously. However, it, when re- these reporters try to go out and you know sniff around – they find it very difficult because the newspaper makes you know makes its money by having news and it's you know the the fact of the matter is the police department is a source of news if the police department won't deal with right. you but will deal with say the television station across town then you've got yourself a problem you don't have as much news as the tv station does so they're in competition for news and this is one of the incentives that news organizations have to deal with the police and not investigate Officer-involved shootings. Indeed. So that led to, uh, like I said, the federal, uh, federal civil rights case. It's been the same story in other cities. You can see Los Angeles. There's links here to Los Angeles, Seattle, Chicago, Portland, and a host of other places. The same thing being they always they always get off on the charges. That yeah, basically or any investigation. That well, the officer-involved shootings are always deemed justified. Right. It's always okay for a cop to shoot somebody. That it's they seem to get the benefit of the doubt where you and I might not, mm-hmm. and I, there's absolutely situations where I think the police officers are justified in using uh, deadly force to protect themselves. However, I think it's my experience. What I've seen reading the not my experience was what I've seen reading these stories is is that they get a different kind of justice than you and I get, the average individual. Sure, they don't want you to have the kind of justice that they get, and so therefore that creates a two class system Didn't actually that cop that. in uh, san francisco every now and then there will be one cop who will actually he'll just get caught so red-handed 
that it's impossible for them to brush it under the rug, which is typically what they'll do, because mm-hmm. most of the time somebody isn't there with a video camera recording the police shooting somebody. So then it's the cop's word versus the witnesses, and of course the witnesses are considered unreliable compared to the police. They're just civilians after all. So the cop gets his way. But if you look at the BART cop, the San Francisco BART cop, the guy that shot the dude in the back of the head, mm. I yeah. think it was. Based, what looked like he just pulled out his gun and executed him right there in the uh, um, the subway. And the dude was handcuffed and surrounded by police. Yes. Uh, so it's not like the dude was an imminent threat in any way, shape, or form to this officer. That cop ended up getting convicted uh, and sentenced to 11 months. Yeah. He, it, the, the conviction was for accidentally believing that he was going to pull his taser. If, and- I pull, if I put you on, uh, on the ground in handcuffs and accidentally shoot you in the back of the head, I can guarantee you I'm going to do more than 11 months. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so two classes of men, like you're saying, it absolutely, it, it it absolutely feels that way to me. Oh, and the only reason this guy got caught was because it happened to be in a biz, busy subway station where there were probably a couple hundred people standing around, several of whom had uh, cell phones, and managed a couple people managed to get away before the cops came, grabbed their cell phones from their hands, and forced you know deleted the video and or photos that they, were taken. They attempted to do that, and I'd ask you, the audience, to listen to think about it for a second what do you think it would have been like for that officer if he had done this and there were no witnesses about it was just other police officers would have been a justified shooting at that point because then they could have made up any story whatever they liked. story you want take the handcuffs off and leave them there you know whatever yep come get him he's a bad guy it could well be that uh, most or even nearly all officer involved shootings are really justified this is radley balco writing here for the <laughs> Huffington Post. I don't know, and we don't know. Yeah, the problem, justify for me all those shootings of those dogs. Tell me, those are all justified. They certainly don't seem at that same, seem that way to me either, Ian. But um, I'm certain certain that some dog shootings are justified. The problem really is a transparency, and this is what I've talked about over and over on this show. I don't hate police officers. I want a level of accountability for people that are supposed to be my employees. Yeah, I I find most of the officers here in Keene likable, and I can have conversations with most of them. Uh, The only guy that won't talk to me is the police chief. And you wonder why that might happen, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not about you. It's you know, the police chief should be serving the public, right? You'd think, especially if I'm a taxpayer, and I am. Yep. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. If you, I mean, you also want to talk to Pete Air from copblock.org. Right. And you guys are part of an organization. And, you know, I mean, the the fact is this police chief, if there was a, a gang of Crips in his town, he'd talk to those Crips anytime he, if they wanted to talk. But so? They won't talk to you. Absolutely. See, I, I don't think so. Ab- well, cops are intending all the time to talk to, uh, it, it, they all the time are wanting to talk to uh, members of uh, criminal gangs. Absolutely. Just if, if for any reason to get information about them, you mean? Like, why? Well, for God's sake, are you telling me, can you imagine for a second what uh, citizens in the newspaper would think about a police chief that refuses to talk to, uh, you know, the leader of a yeah, criminal gang? Yeah. My God, what are you doing in there? Quit pushing papers around, you stinking bureaucrat, and get out and do some police work. Mm. You should be talking to these people. If they think that you're such a problem in the community, I mean, the fact that he doesn't talk to you says to me that you're not a problem in the community. It's condoning your behavior. Well, he told me specifically that the reason he doesn't talk to me is because he doesn't like what people say about his officers on my blog, freekeen.com. 
Well, he doesn't like my behavior. Uh, he doesn't like the things I well, do. Well, he's really going to change your mind by not talking right. to you, yeah. isn't he? Like a little girl. No, I'm not talking to him. I yeah. mean, that's pathetic. It would probably be more effective to actually change the behavior of the officers, but that might be a, a reach. Well, you know, and, and it's it would be difficult to do. He has to deal with police unions and things like that. But however, he should be there. That's his job is to represent the department. He should be painting a picture. And it, does he unthink himself incompetent to do so? Then, if so, then what's he doing that job for? Now, I don't know. Any, I don't know this guy from Adam. I've never yeah. met him. Don't. I don't care. I, well, this is just me talking about some police chief someplace. Yeah, my my curiosity about him is as to whether or not anyone who is li- of a li- liberty mindset can actually talk to the guy. Like he won't talk to Pete, and he's had virtually no interactions with Pete. You know, he, this guy and my myself used to go. Well, to— Well, he doesn't like that uh, people didn't want him to get his Bearcat too. He's pretty yeah. mad about that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, he's upset about that. Sure. Sure. But he was not talking to me prior to the Bearcat thing. I know. So I just think it would be interesting to see who can actually get this guy to sit down and have a conversation. What's who, the point? Just to see how many people he'll, uh, he'll blow off. How Why many, do you care? To show you know, conclusively to, to anyone paying attention. No one cares. People do care. They read my blog at freekeen.com. It's one true. of the more read blogs in New Hampshire. Look, why do you want him to talk to you? It makes it, it, makes it better for you and your blog if the guy won't talk to you. The, but do you understand what I'm saying? If a bunch no, of people I go don't. into okay, let me try to make it clear. If a bunch of people try to have a conversation with this guy and he blows off every single person, even if he has no, you know, like as soon as he finds out they're a liberty mindset, then he won't talk to them anymore. Then it's clear that he's got a stick up his butt about uh, people with a liberty mindset. It I mean, sounds clear already. Why do you yeah. care? Yeah. Well, it's only two people thus far, Mark. It's me and Pete, and we're two of the more prominent folks. What if somebody else goes and tries to talk to him, and they fail too? That's all I'm saying, just to create a pattern, a clear pattern of ignoring members of the public that pay his salary. 855-450-FREE. More about police and violence, police and shooting involvements here in moments. You can take control. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. You take control, bring up whatever you would like, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features on our site, all of them free for you. We've got a bunch of them, and you can, if you'd like, support the show by shopping with us. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com, and then you'll link into Amazon. We've got Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, and Amazon US. You just click into the right Amazon for you, and then take care of the shopping that you need to get done. Uh, It's all there. It's the same Amazon experience that you're used to. You're just entering through our affiliate link, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the total purchase price. That process—it's a simple process. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com and start your shopping there. It takes one extra step. 
makes a big deal for uh, makes a big difference for us, and you get the same great deals you're used to. It's just that Amazon doesn't get to keep all the money. Uh, so once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Mark, uh, is there more to share here about the police? Uh, apparently, they don't really like keeping statistics and information about their own involvements in shootings, and when they do shoot somebody, uh, almost every single time, they're found to be justified. The the problem is is that when police departments shut down the flow of information, when cops are in charge of investigating other cops, and when the blue code is still openly embraced and enforced, few outside law of law enforcement are going to trust the integrity of these investigations. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've suggested that I think in this day and age is relatively easy to implement is a badge that an officer has to wear that contains a camera in it that will upload the audio and vid- video of what's going on with that officer mm. directly to the Internet so that people can keep an eye on these officers, I mean, their employees, um, when they're you know on duty. And, you know, I, it'd be fine with me if they, they tap it off on their break or whatever. If, if you want to cuss or whatever on your break, I don't care. But um, if you're working for me during business hours then I should be able to watch what you're doing. And that, I think, would be a big step forward in the area of accountability. And I can't yeah. imagine for one second why any police department would not want to implement that, other than cost. Because they're all trying to hide how bad they are in so many different ways. I, how, you could come to that conclusion. I don't people. propose to know what... Uh, Just look at what happens with the police cruiser cams where they get shut off during the questionable events. Right, and I think that there should be a... Um, what some, good is a badge cam going to do if they you know turn it off? I think that there should be some kind of punishment for a... They'll just claim it was a malfunction. Yeah, I know. That's a problem. It's a real problem. And maybe they need two cameras on, one as a backup. Mm. I don't know. As the uh, Post-Dispatch notes um, they that there's a bigger national problem here. Later this month or early next month, you'll see a slate of stories about the 2012 officer fatalities as they start to pop up in the media. Both private police groups and the FBI keep close statistics on the number of cops killed and assaulted while on the job. Right. You, what you won't see is a slate of stories about the number of citizens killed by police in a far greater number. Far greater. Yeah. Uh, those, They're much more likely to be killed by a cop than hit by lightning. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody's scared to death of terrorists. The fact is that you're much more likely to, you know, in the uh, citizen of the United States in, you know, the, a decades period um, in the United States, you include 2012, uh, 2011, uh, excuse me, uh, 9-11, and you're still more likely to be killed by a police officer than you are by a terrorist. I'm not saying police officers are the most dangerous things facing America. Car accidents and smoking are the things that are uh, most dangerous and the food we eat. That's the most dangerous stuff. But they've got people scared witless about terrorists when, you know, I mean, the fact is we don't know much about police-involved shootings. We just don't know. Well, we know uh, a bunch because we pay attention here on Free Talk Live. We see stories all the time. Uh, but what you're saying is we don't have – we as in the United States uh, do not have comprehensive statistics about them. You know, Every now and then you'll see a story in the news about the police shooting someone or the police shooting a dog or something like that. There's plenty of content out there. It's just no one's really paying attention to it all. No, no one's calculating, calculating statistics about it. it. And I think it goes and speaks to that second class of individuals again, that higher class of individuals. If we have parades and we keep statistics on police officers that are killed in the line of duty, but we don't keep statistics on individuals that they kill in the line of duty, that's just crazy. Here's a quote from the New York Times back in 2001. That's how far back you have to go to get information like this. Mm -hmm. Despite wide 
spread public interest in a provision in the 1994 Crime Control Act requiring the Attorney General to collect the data and publish an annual report on them, statistics on police shootings and the use of non-deadly force continue to be piecemeal products of spotty collection and are uh, dependent on the cooperation of local police departments. No comprehensive accounting for all the nation's 17,000 police departments exist. So there's a law that says that law enforcement officers are supposed to report this data to uh, some kind of central agency, and they're not enforcing that law. They will often tell you that, well, we're just doing our jobs enforcing the law. But I think it's pretty obvious that they do the, their jobs enforcing the laws that they find interesting to enforce for whatever reason. Maybe they find those to be the important ones to enforce. Profitable. Maybe they're the profitable ones for their department. I don't know the answer. I can't know the answer because that information is obscured from me. Mm-hmm. The problem is that while in the 1994 law requires federal government to compile data on uh, police shooting, there's no requirement that the police departments actually have to provide them, so most don't. Ten years after the New York Times report, the Las Vegas paper ran uh, the same problem, ran into the same problem. Governments are usually obsessed with statistics, compiling data on virtually everything, including crime, health care, education, and the economy. But if you're interested in detailed data on police shootings or how many people have uh, been killed by police, your search will not be simple. Mm -hmm. A review journal investigation of officer-involved shootings and police use of deadly force found no one tracks such incidents seems pretty clear on a national basis. It seems pretty clear who's being protected and served here. We don't have a mandate to do that, said William Carr, a spokesman oh. for the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which of course is mandated to do that, which collects <laughs> crime data from uh, every corner of the country. It would take a request from Congress for us to collect that data, mm. said Mr. Carr of the FBI, adding that the budgetary constraints would likely prevent the collection of that da- detailed data. In, uh, uh, Are you kidding station. me? No. <laughs> adding the budgetary constraints, because just putting a little one in that column that says, cop killed... Mm budgetary constraints so it's too expensive to pay somebody to put a little hashtag in the police killed column i yeah well this is an organization the fbi that could not put together their own uh, email system for years so you know i I'm, I'm not thinking it's a high level of competence that's a red herring. Police already track everything from domestic violence to child abuse to murder, and police mm-hmm. routinely lobby state and federal lawmakers to put new crime in onto the statute. The budgetary impact of adding another reporting category to local police forces would be minuscule. The social impact of such an addition, however, would be huge. The absence of such reporting mandate creates the appearance of protecting police from scrutiny. It would be instructive to see how the public safety lobby would respond to a bill that required the FBI to collect and report data about police shootings. I mean, I can't see why anyone would have a problem with this. Why would anyone not want to know how many police-involved shootings there are in America? Well, the people that support uh, the cloak of silence uh, that's being placed over the police department, like the police officers' uh, well, union. The suggestion, and, though, uh, is they, in America, if a majority you of You mean people, anyone besides the cops right. and their sycophants? The, the suggestion in America is that the, uh, if, if, you, if you cut out the political class and the police, the idea is, is that we, the people, run this government. I don't believe that <laughs> crap for a second, and I don't believe that there are our employees. However, a lot of people do believe that nonsense. Yeah. And I would ask you if you could find... 85% of the voting public that would agree with this, then why in the world isn't this a law? Well, because uh, politicians will do what the police want. Yes. 
I mean, as we saw with the Bearcat situation here in Keene, New Hampshire, where the people came out in mass and made phone calls, sent emails, wrote letters, uh, contacted their so-called representative city councilors and told them how they felt about having this militaristic tank in town that the federal government was going to give a $300,000 grant to the city to purchase. And one city councilor told me that she had received approximately 80 to 90 percent of the contacts that uh, she, you know, from keen people, mm-hmm. uh, 80 to 90 percent of them were against this bear cat. She, by the way, voted against it. But most city councilors did not. Most voted in favor of the bear cat. And they did exactly what the police department wanted them to do. So you can say all you want to to these so-called representatives about how concerned you are about police abuse and police violence, and they'll just blow you off. They they'll don't do care. whatever they want. They'll do whatever the police want. It's very rare the police don't get what they want. Radley Balco continues is that my guess is that it'd be aggressively opposed, as they have been for most yep. efforts to bring transparency to policing. And when the major law enforcement interest groups aggressively oppose something, Congress rarely finds right. the backbone to take them on. And this is what we see time and time again. This, I'm not saying that the police are a bad group of people, but you cannot have an agency that has is able to, or a group of agencies that's able to avoid scrutiny like this. That's Apparently able to, we can. To, to brush off accountability and expect to have a, a working republic. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You're certainly welcome to share your thoughts on this issue or bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind. Still to come here tonight, Nemi's going to tell us about a $100 million loan in California for a school board and how much they owe on it now. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up whatever you want, toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you on our website. You get to create the content that is there. Everything you see as you scroll down the main page, submitted by listeners just like you and voted upon by listeners like you. Submit whatever you find online that you think is interesting. Could be a YouTube video, perhaps a blog post, or maybe a news article. Whatever you like, whatever you think we'll enjoy, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy, submit it and it appears on the upcoming stories page. We'll then must receive a certain number of votes in order to make it to the front page of the site. The votes come from you. The articles, the links, they come from you too. Thanks to you uh, for making our website as great as it is, because if it wasn't for our listeners like you that are participating in the site, then we would have nothing 
that is that interesting there on the front page. So uh, once again, go to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with you in the studio here. It is Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Nemi, uh, you brought something in tonight about the California fiscal crisis uh, that these bureaucrats have been in there for hmm, quite quite a few years that I can recall. We've been talking about it for uh, for a while on Free Talk Live every now and then about how many billions of dollars they're in the hole over there and uh, how it is that they you know are trying desperately to get out. But it's course, like a race to the bottom with Illinois, right? Yeah, both California and Illinois not doing so hot. And well, that's, uh, that's just because they haven't had a chance to take a look at uh, New Jersey and um, in uh, New York. Who's they? The, you know, the people who keep an eye on these things. I see. They these stories make uh, of Illinois and California make Illinois and or make uh, New Jersey and New York look good when in fact they're in bad shape. Also, well, Most I, states are in bad shape. I had Fine heard. Michigan. I had heard the story on NPR uh, probably a week or so ago, and I thought I should bring it in. Yeah, for a, sure. A school district owes one billion dollars on a hundred million dollar loan. So this is not the whole state of California. This is just one little microcosm of some of the problems that are, in in aggregate, a serious financial uh, calamity for the state and the cities in California. What kind of crazy decision was this to take on a loan like that? It's one of more than 200 school districts within California are, who are taking a second look at the high price of the debt they've taken on using risky financial arrangements. Collectively, the districts have borrowed billions in loans that defer payments for years, leaving many districts owing far more than they borrowed. So they defer the payments, but by the time the payments come around, the interest sounds like it's pretty heavy. The principal who took it is gone. Yeah, well, or the the board, the school board likely, is uh, who is doing Moved that Moved on. To other political ventures. Right. Right. And they have no liability for paying that back. They're just the board members. Right. Leave somebody else holding the bag. Mm-hmm. Meaning the taxpayers. So in 2010, officials at the West Contra Costa School District, just east of San Francisco, were in a bind. They needed $2.5 million to help secure a federally subsidized $25 million loan to build a badly needed elementary school. Charles Ramsey, president of the school board, said he needed that two fold. $2.5 million up front, but the district didn't have it. We'd be foolish not to take advantage of getting $25 million when the district had to spend just $2.5 million to get it, Ramsey says. You'd be a fool. <laughs> the only way we could do it was with a capital appreciation bond. Those bonds, known as CABs, are unlike typical bonds where a school district is required to make immediate and regular payments. Instead, CABs allow districts to defer payments well into the future, by which time lots of interest has accrued. In the West Contra Costa Schools case, that $2.5 million bond will cost the district a whopping $34 million to repay. Where does the $1 billion come in? Later on. Okay. Uh, Ramsey says it was a good deal because his district is getting a brand new $25 million school. Why would you leave $25 million on the table? But they're going to pay $34 million for the $25 million school. That's right. <laughs> and already, uh, the you know, these schools are overpriced because 
they're getting you know a sweetheart deal with some local construction firm that is you know making the twenty five million dollars or they're you know getting that twenty five million or the the bold chunk of it and you know what kind of markups are these guys making on the the product that they're selling? I don't know, but generally government agencies aren't getting the best deal. They're just not getting cut that good deal. People don't bring them the best prices, even when they put it out to bid. It doesn't uh, you know it's difficult to it's it's almost impossible to compare bids. It's really hard, and the bigger the project gets the more difficult it is to compare the bids. Mm. Because, you know, somebody's proposing one thing, somebody else is proposing another thing. How do you really compare those? Um, But I think that as, I think a general rule of thumb is as the agency, as the government agency gets larger, the amount of efficiency as far as what they're spending on goes down. So I think that, you know, maybe a school district, they're only paying 1.5 what an individual would if they built a building of this size and nature. Whereas, you know, if the federal government spends, you know, builds the building, they're probably, you know, three or four times. I don't think buildings are where the biggest waste comes in. I think the biggest waste comes in to, in these contracts and things like that. You know, when they're selling, selling widgets and wadgets to the government, and the government really doesn't know what they're worth. Mm-hmm. So, um, excuse me, the state treasurer in California is going through a database collected by the LA Times of school districts that have recently used capital appreciation bonds. And in total, districts have borrowed about $3 billion to finance new schools, excuse me, New school construction, maintenance, and educational materials, but the actual payback on those will exceed sixteen billion. Now, Ian, you ask where the one billion from a hundred million comes from? Right, and that was for one school district. That's right, okay. San Diego's Poway Unified School District, which borrowed a little more than a hundred million dollars, but debt service will be almost one billion dollars, says the state, state treasurer. Who signed that contract? So over nine times the amount of borrowing. There are worse ones, but that's pretty bad. Well, if you don't have to, uh, if you aren't required to make the payments, but yet you have the ability to sign the contract, and you're a bureaucrat, and all you're really responsible for is getting to the next bu- you know, the next board meeting, whatever happens next, uh, then you're not going to really pay close attention to the details. Oh, what's that? We need a hundred million dollars. Well, this bank here says they'll give us a hundred million dollars. Somebody else is going to pay for it. Yeah, we'll sign that. Great. We'll take that hundred million. Thanks you know, so much. If we screw this up. Somebody's going to have to pay higher taxes and pay it off. I mean, imagine for a second that you have no accountability for what you do other than looking stupid if somebody writes an article, in which case they haven't named anyone here. As far as who's responsible for this? You'll never find out which bureaucrat it was that did this or politician or whatever. You never get to find that information out. That's a great point. I mean, the school board here in Keene, New Hampshire has got, I think, nine people on it. So at some point, a vote was held on Mm -hmm. this particular issue and some school board members voted for it maybe somebody voted against it uh but someone would have to go back into the meeting logs you know the minutes and find out who actually voted for this and somehow publicize that information and of course as you pointed out the mainstream media is not going to do that because why should they uh and that's not really the where in their opinion where the news lies Mm -hmm. uh so some activist would have to go and dig that information up then the activist would be the one that would have to publish that information and somehow use that information against that school board member should they actually still be running for re-election and not already gone because this did happen you know a couple years ago is what we're talking about they could be retired they they could could already be be out and so at that point then you have the process then if you really really care enough about this if this really is you know your issue you know financial sanity uh with the school board 
and then you have to spend whatever time and, and effort and money is necessary in order to try to oust this whatever right. school Taking board members. Taking time and money away from your family and the other things in your life. Yeah, and uh, then the good luck enjoy. trying to convince people to vote in a school board election in the first place or pay any attention whatsoever to who's running and the reasons they're running. And I'm sorry, I, this is the reason I don't believe the Democratic Republic's work. This is the reason, because of the amount of time it takes an unpaid individual to try to hold these paid individuals responsible yeah. for the spending of your money. It can only result in more spending to the point that they are just bankrupt. But in the meantime, what do you do? I mean, And uh, by the way, I'm not advocating for kings either. But in the meantime, what do you do? I mean, okay, yeah, you can't run against these people or you can't effectively campaign against them. Uh, but, you know, in the meantime, they're going to keep sending property tax bills to your home. Yeah. I mean, you can't. What are you going to do? Get the legislature to overturn government schools? That's not bl- very likely anytime soon. <laughs> not not even likely. here in New Hampshire. Not very likely. We've got a ways to go before we even have any kind of proposals like that on the table. Long way to go. 855-450-FREE. Obviously, that would solve the problem, getting rid of government-funded schools, because if a private company wanted to get into that kind of debt, then only their investors would be on the line for it. You and I would not be on the line for their mistakes. 855-450-FREE. You can take control here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. statelesssweets.com this is free talk live you can bring up what you want toll free number 855-450-FREE it's the SACL CAI toll free line you can join us on our website just head over to freetalklive.com to enjoy the features that we have there for you including archives if you've missed a moment of the show all you have to do is click and download they are yours completely free last seven days worth right there at the top of the website and then if you click into the archive section uh, click into the archive section. That'll take you back for years. So please uh, go ahead and do that and enjoy it all for free at freetalklive.com. Plus, if you click into our SoundCloud page, uh, you will then be able to access the same amount of years of shows. It's just there's a real easy share button there. Plus, our SoundCloud page has Edgington Post episodes on it as well. Which That's right. Is Mark's uh, interview show. So you can access our SoundCloud page through our website. On the left-hand side of freetalklive.com, you'll find the link under Listen and Share to SoundCloud. Or you can just go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com. I did an interview with Jaffet Stevens about his uh, online game called uh, MindThings.com, uh, and you can f- see that interview if you just go to freetalklive.com, look on the right-hand side, find the Edgington Post tab, and go find uh, the interview there. Very informative. Uh, it's, it's uh, again, Edgington Post. So uh, going on here, under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious Handmade, all-natural candy. Uh, this is the candy to have for your holiday season. We've had uh, we've had stateless sweets delivered to the studio many times here, Ian. And they are delicious. Yep. Uh, my favorite is the English toffee. However, I'm very excited to try the uh, chocolate-covered pistachio brittle. 
You're excited? Does that mean we're getting another batch? Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, we've we've done very well for Jillian. People, we've. Uh, oh, I think I think our excitement and uh, genuine enthusiasm around, around stateless sweets has done a fine job for them. And um, well, who doesn't like candy? I mean, besides people on specific diets, it's an easy to sell. Yeah. Uh, and this candy, once you've tasted it. Really does put all other candies to shame. Um, you know, you'll you'll, you'll not want to eat uh, store bought candies again. Yeah, well, it's nice to know that you're not you know supporting some mega corporation too with this. I mean, you really are buying. Uh, it's not necessarily buying local, but you're buying from somebody who's making a handcrafted product yep. that uh, cares about their customers and is very interested in making sure that you're satisfied. Also, if you're uh, you know a principled uh, person who wants to work you know outside of the uh, government sanctioned marketplace, statelesssweets.com does that too. Good stuff. So anyway, statelesssweets.com use coupon code FTL. You can save ten percent off your order. Who doesn't want? You get the best candies, and you can get them a little cheaper. Nice. Statelesssweets.com coupon code FTL. I, I wanted to focus a little bit more on this story uh, that Nemi had brought up tonight about the school boards in California getting these, what were they called? What kind of loans? Cab? Cab. Uh, cab. Cab um. loans, meaning that the de- payments or the payments for the loans are deferred for some period of time. Right. Capital appreciation bond. And of course, uh, you know, that means that you're still going to have to pay the interest at some point. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to make a payment up front, but down the line they're going to collect some interest and there was one loan that was a hundred million dollars that now has accrued to a billion dollars so it including payments times it's money it's insane it's crazy and of course everybody's on the hook for this who would buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars and pay a million for it later if you think that you aren't on the hook for this because you don't live in california just wait until the federal government decides to bail out the california government then all of a sudden you will be responsible for paying these loans back because they'll inflate the money supply in order to print the billions of dollars out because California needs more than a billion dollars to get out of the Mm -hmm. financial uh, situation that they're in. And, of course, state governments can't print money. Only the federal government can do that. So I I don't think it's happened yet, but I, I... there's no way the California government people are going to do what it takes to get back into some level of financial sanity. They're well, going to keep spending themselves down into this hole. They can't. They don't have a system for doing it. You mean getting out? Stopping. Yeah. I mean, imagine the government bureaucrat that says, "Okay, I'm going to cut my I'm going to cut my budget because I know all the rest of the bureaucrats are going to cut theirs." They're not going to do, do that. They won't cut their budgets. They won't uh, reduce staffing. They won't, you know, uh, they won't do anything besides try to continue to fleece people even more. So, like in Illinois, for instance, where they're also having serious financial difficulty, they increased the income tax by sixty-six percent. There. Mm-hmm. Now it was like one percent, but it's gone up to you know two something or whatever, one something, and it's gone up by sixty-six percent. And they're going to keep increasing property taxes and increasing taxes, and, and they're going to try to bleed the stone dry. Eventually, it's, it's just not going to work anymore. At some point, you know, economics, the the laws of economics are you know you can't get around. People them. are just going to get tired of it. I are think. they? I I think so. When? Uh, And if so, what do they do about it? Because, I mean, I know great liberty-minded people here in New Hampshire. (laughs) I know great liberty-minded people, but how many of them are willing to protest taxes? And when I say protest taxes, I mean not pay them. None of them. You could buy a motorhome and live in that instead of, uh, you know. That's not not uh, viable or feasible for, you know, the average family. 
to live in a motor home. Yeah. Then you're paying. Then you're just paying rent in the form of uh, an RV park, and then yeah, they're just, just in an RV yeah. park. Yeah, and then they're just paying taxes to the state. I mean, just because you're paying rent doesn't mean you're not paying taxes. If you pay rent so, someplace, you're still paying taxes. I think right. you're right. So how you know what's it going to take? So let's say every you know people are upset. I'm sure people are upset in California right now. But who's going to take on City Hall? Well, at what point, Mark had said, you just bleed the rock dry. At what point do you just say, I don't have any money left. I I need to leave. And at what point, you know, you can't get money from an empty house. Well, that's what we're seeing happening. They don't care. (laughs) Well, right. So look at Detroit, for instance. Uh, You know, Detroit spiraling. You talk about downward spiral. Uh, Detroit, things are not good there. People are leaving in droves. Uh, Businesses closing up shop. It's the case in point. Yeah. And so people are leaving. That's true. That is one solution is to leave an area. And certainly we're seeing that there was a map I saw someone posted to Facebook recently where it showed, uh, you know, map of the United States and each state had different colors based on how many people had left that state. And, you know, a place like California obviously has a lot of people leaving it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Detroit's another place people are leaving. Uh, And so the states that have less, uh, you know, taxes, the states that are less uh, tyrannical are attracting more people to them. Uh, That much is true. It's just being shown on maps. I mean, you can argue with it all you want. You can, um, you know, claim Keynesian economics works as much as you want. But the fact is is the people are fleeing that crap. But it still it still delays. It's only a delaying tactic. You're just moving to a place that is a, a little bit better. I mean, they're all still plantations where you're still being extra- – your wealth is still being extracted from you. The money that you earn, the time that you spend, uh, your life, the value in your life has been extracted from you or is being extracted from you. Okay, so you move from California to Nevada and you know maybe you'll be, be taxed a little bit less there. But then it's only a matter of time before Nevada gets as bad as California. And uh, California might still be even worse. But still, we're only talking about a spectrum, right? New Hampshire may be the freest place in the 50 states of, uh, of the United States. But it's still got all kinds of problems. And you know there's fiscal problems here in New Hampshire, too. We're better off here, I think, than in a lot of places because the budget was cut by 12%. I think it was in the last... Uh, Session of well, I've heard from uh, Jason Sorens that uh, New Hampshire is going to lose its uh, enviable position. Um, you know what I understood to be the the claim is is that New Hampshire is not going to be the number one freest state in the union. Come you know coming out here in the in the near future in the next Mercatus uh, Center study. So yeah. I think that uh, you know there's there's <laughs> there's some evidence that uh, you know the the spending is catching up with uh, with us. But running around from state to state and trying to you know just kind of live in the freest plantation isn't ultimately going to solve the problem. The problem is the system. The problem is the structure that, uh, you know, the, the, that we're living in. And it's going to take more than running. Somebody's going to have to do something and stand up for themselves. And of course, I mean peacefully, not violent. 855-450-FREE. What's your plan? It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Nemi had to go home. She's too sick to uh, to be in the studio tonight. So uh, it's just you and I, Mark. We didn't send her home. Nope. She made the decision on her own. She did. We've both uh, done the show in less than optimum conditions uh, for our voices, and I'm not going to hold the, that against anyone. But, um, you know, I also I'm, – I'm not going to hold anybody here. I'm not going to make her feel obligated to stay. Yeah. Just figured I'd give you an update there. Yeah. Uh, so 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We were talking about these schools in California. Uh, Nemi had brought in a story about how these school boards are approving loans with insane terminology, uh, insane you know amounts of Terms. yeah, in, insane amounts of interest that are being paid on One these principles. One example is a um, hundred million dollar loan. That the payment return payment principal, or you know, the the full payment will be a billion dollars. That's ten times the amount of the loan, and that right. is nuts. All because they, didn't they go through mortgage <laughs> All because they say that they need uh, to, you know, the money now. We have to have the money now. We have to build a new school. And and the, one of the points I made briefly uh, previously was that, and I think it deserves a little bit more fleshing out. Is if this were a private school that needed money so urgently to add a new building or whatever to their campus or to build a whole new campus or something like that, they would first of all get a better deal because they're more interested in you know in getting the best price for their cut because they want to keep the prices down because they're in competition with other somebody schools. on their board would be involved in a local bank and they'd make sure they got a good rate. There would all be different ways all that they would make sure they get a better deal. So they'd be paying less for the buildings, likely, in the first place. They would get a, probably a better rate on the loan. But most importantly is that you aren't liable for the mistakes of a private school because people still make mistakes in the marketplace. I mean, the, you know, the market is the way it is because a bunch of products and services have been offered, and some of them sucked, and they didn't work. And those products went out of business, and those companies went out of business. And that's a good thing because we don't want to keep every company around forever. There's no value in that. If the company's not bringing value to the marketplace, if people aren't buying their products, they should go away and be replaced by somebody who's going to do something differently. Right. They're, they shouldn't stick around because you're nostalgic for Woolworths. Exactly. And so in the case of these private companies, if a private company takes on a loan and they build a, you know, something, they build whatever it is they were going to build and it doesn't work out, they didn't get the customers they were expecting to, they didn't get the revenue they were hoping for. Happens. They go out of business, they sell out their assets at, you know, pennies on the dollar at auction like you're going to see with Hostess happening here in a little bit. They're going to be auctioning off their brands and uh, whatever stuff they've got, the buildings and the trucks and all that. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to pay off their, you know, as much of their loan as possible like that. And then they're going to be done for at that point. And you don't have to pay for hostess's mistakes. You've gotten to, you know, enjoy their products while they were around. If you were one of their fans, if you liked their stuff, if you like them enough, buy hostess, buy the brand. Sure. (laughs) Uh, And try to bring it back. But ultimately, you're just a customer or a potential customer or a prospect or somebody who's in the marketplace, whether you, whether you bought their products or not, you aren't liable for it. Only the, you know, only the people who were investing in Hostess, the people who, who said to themselves, I want to make some money off of this idea. I think we can sell uh, schools or I think we, you can, we can sell education or we can sell Hostess cakes and that we can make a profit. And those people got into it with the hope that down the line they would make a profit off of their investment. If they lose their butts, that's not my concern. That's not your concern. But when it comes to the government, it's all of our concern because we're all forced to pay for this. We're all forced to pay for the 
crappy decisions that these bureaucrats make day in and day out because they're completely disconnected from the consequences. There is nothing that holds them directly accountable or liable for their actions Mm -hmm. beyond, you know, the occasional question from a member of the public who cares enough to bother going to a school board meeting. And they either either don't answer the question because they don't let you make a follow-up question, so they'll just do the politician answer, which is no answer at all, or, you know, they won't speak to you. I mean, all kinds of things. They just... You know, they don't care. And I've been to these school board meetings, by the way. I, you know, probably what I live in a town of uh, or a city of you know, 20 some thousand people, 23,000 people. And, you know, there's 10,000 households that pay taxes here. I can tell you that at the average school board meeting, there's maybe five people attending it. And usually, usually they've got something the five, to game. Right. Usually three of the five are actually, you know, school board uh, or school employees of mm-hmm. some sort. The only nights that there's any amount of attendance at any of these meetings is the nights in which there was one time when I went there and there was like some group of students that were receiving some kind of an award. And of course, their parents were there with them. And so there, there was like a full room of people there. But once the awards were given out, out they all took off so the actual business portion of the meetings where they vote on important things like bonds and loans and stuff like that no one's there for that i mean yeah they're broadcast on tv so i guess some people could watch you know in that sort of no one's there because they're boring so the chances of them watching the show pretty low and and you have to you have to understand what they're talking about so you're not talking about you know the bottom half Uh, if if 100 is the average iq and that's as i understand that means half of the people in this in America have a IQ less than a hundred. I don't know whether or not they're going to be much value in watching the school board meeting on TV, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't think so. So there was a great point that uh, one of our listeners made on a local talk show the other the other day, a couple of weeks ago, about how the city councilors are always complaining about how no one comes to their meetings and that people should come and get involved. And, you know, it's people should get involved in our meetings. Darn it. We're important and we're doing important things and we want the, the community involved. But when people actually showed up at the Bearcat meeting and packed the house Packed so full that they actually had to turn people away downstairs. They actually brought the fire department in and stood guard at the the elevators in the stairwell and prevented people from coming up to this meeting because the room and its capacity was maxed out. You know, the fire code says mm-hmm. you can only have so many people in the room. Well... They met that capacity and were not allowing people in. They would only let someone in as someone came down the stairs. So if someone came down and left, they'd let one person in. So people did come. They did get involved. And you know what? The city council spat in their face and voted against what those people – or voted for, rather, what the people wanted them to vote against. So why should anyone go to these boring, terrible, uh, just excruciating meetings if they don't even care what you think? Absolutely. They, they do whatever they want. Every time I've gone to one of these town meetings, they'll, you know, they won't let you. If you do get a chance to talk, you might as well be talking to the wall. Yeah. I mean, I can sit at home and talk to the wall. I don't have to spend my gas and my time yep. in order to go and be ignored by other people. And you know what they think about it? They, they probably tell themselves things like, well, people just, you know, they must think we're doing a good job if they don't want to come out and get involved. Right. I mean, do you have to, <laughs> how many times do I have to go and say the same thing over and over again, get shut down and ignored in order to, you know, have my opinion heard by somebody, yeah. have it acted upon? 
So what do you really do? What can really be done about this? Because every you know court there's a court uh, court decision here, the Claremont decision in New Hampshire that determined that the government right. must provide and an education for everyone. School boards basically have to. Ninety seven percent of their spending is already set. Mm. They don't get. They only get the choice. They're they're just playing around with the uh, the lace around the edges. They don't have the the choice of what uh, you know goes into the rest of this. They don't really have an option. So, so you'd so. have to do something at a state legislative level. But even then, the courts could overturn it. Yeah. And so, what do you really do? Ultimately, what do you do to change this situation? Because here in Keene, New Hampshire, the school taxes are like sixty percent. The school board has more money than the city government does. That's the truth. And frankly, uh, in many towns, it's even higher than that. You said it's eighty percent in your town. Uh, it could be. I think it's less than eighty percent this year. But, um, and you know, they want to build some municipal project now, and that's going to be a huge hit. I was just talking to a friend who was involved in his local politics in another town, Winchester, New Hampshire. They were talking about a a person, a student with disabilities, who cost them three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, mm. and he said that this person had, you know, I mean, was sadly in a condition that the the most that you could expect. For from them when they were done with their 13 years of schooling that cost $350,000 a year to educate mm. was that they might be able to tell the difference of when the lights are on when when the lights are oh off. Oh my gosh. I mean that's how in such bad shape they are. I I mean education does that really come into play here? Toll free number tonight 855-450 free. What is the solution? I mean besides my general solution of let's get as many activists together in the same place and do something. That seems to be the only thing. Because it certainly doesn't seem like anybody's going to be, you know, protesting the schools by not paying taxes anytime soon. You don't have enough people together in any given area to do that and have an effect. I think that would personally be the most effective thing. Hey, I'm just going to keep my money. You do whatever you want with your schools. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone. 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Talk Live. You bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and so you can enjoy those on us. If you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, uh, one of the things you can do is become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Now, that means that we'll take 5 bucks a month from you with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa MasterCard right on our website, and we'll take that in and invest it into Free Talk Live. Uh, just today, I actually sent out a uh, satellite receiver to, this is an unusual mark, to an existing affiliate. Uh, All right. Our affiliate in Presque Isle, uh, WEGP. Yeah, nice uh, folks there. They apparently, what happened was... Uh, I've stopped by the studios, actually. Yep, you have. You were on a little vacation. You went up there and uh, met the folks at EGP. Anyway, uh, they've been on board with us doing weeknights for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way the business uh, tends to work is all of this... The big shows are up on the same satellite, yep. and you have to have a certain piece of hardware, a satellite, a fairly expensive uh, satellite receiver in order to receive Nothing's programming. Nothing's cheap. And, you know, right, it's in industry equipment. These things are expensive. And so what happened was their satellite receiver just all of a sudden stopped working. Okay. One night, the guy that was in the station, or the, actually I think there was, their program director was at home, and he had to come in because Free Talk Live wasn't on the air. 
And it wasn't anything we did. What ended up happening was that uh, ESPN Radio apparently used to be owned by Disney, right? So like Disney, right. Disney owned ESPN, Disney owned ABC, uh, and then ABC used to be one of the big syndicates uh, in the radio business. But they got sold to a different company, and then they got sold to a different company. This has all happened over the last five years. You know, all these corporate mergers and sales and things like that. And what ended up happening was ESPN broke away from the other the company that ended up having their properties so like two companies kind of split off espn split off from this one company the other one uh, went off in the other direction so espn pulled all of their receivers digitally they basically locked out all of the receivers so stations that sign on for espn you might have heard like espn radio maybe it's on you know on the air in your town uh they were up on the same satellite and the same receiver as free talk live and so a station could use the same receiver for both espn and free talk live Mm -hmm. but one day espn just decided we're going to go ahead and lock out every other uh, anyone else's. We're go- we're going to lock out any other programming from our receivers. Mm. Meaning that they just decided if you've got an ESPN receiver, you can only use it for their programming. You can no longer use it to receive other stuff. And is like that free talk live? Does that is that a functionality of the machine that just kind of changed? Or yes. okay, yeah. So they basically just sent a command down the down the line and just boop. Turned everybody's receivers off. So our station they probably should have let you know a couple of weeks in advance if that was the case. They, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Sometimes these companies, these big corporations, drop those balls big time. Yeah. Anyway, so they left. A, they left our station in the lurch, and the station owner called me up and said, "Ian, can you do something to help?" And I said, "You know what? I can. I've got one of these receivers right here. I'll send it over to you." And so you know, we kept we're, we're keeping them on the air as wow. a result of this. Uh, so it's the and, yeah. Like I'd like to point out, although Press Press Kyle isn't the most populated place in in in, in the world, this uh, Aroostook County they yeah. mostly just refer to it as the county, and the reason is is this thing covers the area of C- Connecticut. I mean, it is a gigantic place, and right. you know, good folks there. Right. For me, it's not the size of the market that comes into play. It's uh, this, this affiliate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a loyalty thing. They are loyal to our show, and I'm going to give them a receiver. So <laughs> it's the Free Talk Live AMP program that makes that happen. Uh, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's one of the things we do with AMP dollars. The other things are like advertising to news stations to get news stations on board and expand the ideas of freedom. Sam's with us, listening in Texas to LRN.FM. Hey, Sam. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. So I wanted to touch on what that caller brought up about Patrick Darrell, and especially your response to it, Ian. Um, You're talking about the guy that predicted the earthquake that didn't happen? Correct. Right. He, I just wanted to point out, though, that on Monday he called for a 7-magnitude-plus quake, and it happened in Guatemala, 7.4. Hmm. How many 7-earthquakes uh, happen every year? Um Right now, the average, I believe, is either 1.4 or 1.6 per month. Per month. But the large earthquakes have been going up. And there was actually a really interesting chart uh, that Zero Hedge posted showing natural disasters by, you know, storms, floods, uh, so forth. And it showed that from the 50s on, it's really been sort of ramping up. There was a huge peak in 2004, probably the impact of the uh, Sunatra Banda Aceh quake. Um, but it shows that we're in a really high period of storm activity and things happening around the planet. Okay. Okay. So, but you looked at, well, this theory doesn't predict a location, and so therefore we should discount it. 
was kind of the message that I got. Well, it seems, it seems to me that if you're going, if what you said is true and that there's one point something, uh, seven full, you know, seven level earthquakes happening on a monthly basis, then if you were to isolate a certain period of time within that month, like, you know, a week of that month, the odds are pretty good that something's going to happen in one that of, period of time out of four. somewhere in the world. So it doesn't, it doesn't really seem like a very uh, risky prediction, shall we say. And see, I look at that and say, Ian, you're looking, you're looking at it with a skeptic's mindset yep. rather than sort of the scientific mind of, well, how could this work? And when you look at it in that light, what he's doing is really developing a foundation for an earthquake prediction model that is far better than what scientists today, they just really have no clue what's causing these earthquakes. I don't even think they understand plate tectonics and what's happening at but the center of, of the Of what Earth value form. is the prediction if you can't tell where it's going to happen? Well, so right now, though, we need a foundation that actually is predicting that earthquakes are going to happen, period. We don't have that. Patrick Garrell is taking us there. And then I think from his foundational work, we can start looking at more specifics, things like the exact alignment times and did the earthquake happen on the far side or the near side and were there other warning quakes. And they can start to develop models and things that will turn it into an exact science that can predict locations. But I don't think that's reasonable to expect in the early stages. No, I'd agree. I mean, you know, you, you got to experiment, you got to see what works and uh, try new stuff. So there are two things I think that are interesting happening in the U.S. right now. One is the sinkhole in Louisiana that's over a salt dome. It is bubbling up natural gas, uh, oil, all kinds of toxic chemicals. It is expanding out. People that live several miles away are having their uh, – they're able to light the water coming out of their faucet. It's disturbing. Set it yeah. on fire. This has happened. I've seen this in uh, with fracking incidences too. It's uh, disturbing to have gas coming out of your your pipes. And the state of Louisiana has come out and said that because of the the oil drilling and the fracking and so forth, there seems to be a connection between the layer of oil and the layer of groundwater, and they're concerned that it may have permanently contaminated the groundwater. Mm. Oh, well, then what do you do? Move? People people move, yeah. God. Now, the other thing that happened is there were reports across five states, uh, like Phoenix, Texas, Mississippi, Georgia, and West Virginia, and the people all reported these loud booms and explosions and things that they heard to their police departments all at the same time. And if you draw a line between these individual reports, it outlines the craton, which is the North American plate. And so what it's suggesting is that there are fundamental shifts and major changes underway in that sort of in the North American plate. Where is the North American plate cover? Sounds big. It, well, it, the easiest thing is to just search the crate creton um, and get. I don't even know how to spell creton. Kind of, what's that? I don't even know how to spell creton. <laughs> Punch it into Google; it'll come up. But there's two main. Thank fault God for lines. Google. There's, there's New Madrid that sort of runs along the Mississippi and out through Maine, and it also goes down through the Gulf and out through uh, South, uh, South America or Central America. And so that's the New Madrid. The last time that went off, uh, it was in St. Louis. It destroyed lots of buildings, rang church bells in Maine. It was that powerful. 
And of course, the other major fault line is California. Mm-hmm. So where are you going with all this? Well, I just think that um, it's evidence that things are changing. That's inevitable. Um, I, of course, things are right, changing. But right, but I think they're getting more intense, and we're seeing sort of these geological processes happening in more and more places that are wreaking havoc. And at some point, they could become uh, so, I guess, intense that it would overwhelm more and more the uh, the government's ability to respond and restore life as, as usual. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly doesn't take much to overwhelm the government's ability to uh, to do anything. I mean, a little bit of flooding uh, tends to uh, put them out of commission. So, uh, and my brother was in New York. He saw people getting their FEMA checks and carrying TVs upstairs into dark buildings. Wow. Thanks, Sam, for the call tonight. I guess all you can really do is prepare yourself for any kind of uh, calamity and hope for the best. Thanks. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Speaking of preparations, we do have some suggestions we can give you here in a little bit. Hour number three is on the way. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, how can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733, as we launch here into the third hour of the program. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. We're going to go right back into your phone calls. Then, coming up, the Hajj. More reflections from one of our listeners that went on a Hajj, his Hajj, to uh, Mecca. And we'll tell you more about that. It's a pilgrimage that Muslims uh, are supposed to take. If they can afford to do it, we'll uh, share with you some of his reflections from his Hajj. I think it's pretty interesting stuff. But first, we go back to the phones and the fun. Ladies first, Jana is on the line listening in California on the Amplines. Hey, Jana. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I was calling about the school bond issues. I am from Northern California. I just recently finished my term on a school board, a oh. high school board. I probably lost my reelection because... I was the only board member who did not support the bond measure that we put in front of our community. 
so they, they able- you uh, didn't, but just to give our listeners a recap, if they're just tuning in, it was last hour that we talked about California school boards voting for these bonds that uh, you don't, they don't have to pay any payments on until a while in the future. And then at that point, they owe a significant amount of interest. There was one of them that was $100 million, and they now owe a billion dollars on that loan. So uh, clearly irresponsible. It's crazy stuff. And overall, right. across the state, there's just billions and billions of dollars that are owed to you know these payments yeah let me ask you this jonna um so you were how how did you not supporting the bond get you uh you know not not reelected? is it just that uh, people were uninformed tell me about that yes what here's how it worked um we were seeking we have a legal limit as to how much we can ask for we were going for the max which was going to be nine million dollar a nine million dollar bond um, we're a small school district, so for us it was $9 million. Um, No one could ever give us a straight answer. Our administration, the guy who came to do the sales job on it, how much it was going to cost at the end. Because it all what you do is you decide, we want to put this in front of the voters. They say, yes, we want, a nine, we want $9 million because I do have – I was part of a school – that 50 years old, it is in horrible condition. I never argue that fact. It is needed lots of repairs, lots of refurbishing. Um, and people, all they think of is the only way we can get the money is to tax everyone. Mm-hmm. That's the only source. And my thing was, but it's not going to be $9 million. You guys don't even know how much it's going to be. It's going to be probably... 45 to 50 million God. that you're going to pay for that 9 million dollars. Who is it that ponies and, this money up by the way? I don't know much about bonds. I called it a loan earlier, but I guess that's not entirely well, accurate. Like is it a like bank? Sell, they sell these bonds to get your 9 million up front. It's an investment. And then you, we as the property owners are going to have an increase in our property taxes to over the next 30 years pay off that 9 million dollars plus interest. To those bonds, the people who bought the bonds. I see. So you're you have a company who's selling them, huh. and so for us, the way they sold it to the community, and it doesn't seem that bad. It's like it's only going to be the average homeowner's only going to pay forty five dollars a year extra. Mm. Yeah. So people think in their head, okay, well, you know, it's four for or the children. A month. I can handle yeah. that. It's for the kids. My argument from the beginning... And you are obviously against the kids, Jonna, because you voted against it. (laughs) Well, my argument from the beginning, and it was a great chance to throw out some good, um, voluntarist-type principles to this community that's never heard of them. Mm -hmm. I said, here's the thing. We haven't tried anything else. We haven't tried... We haven't asked a solitary person, not one business, not one person, hey... Could you donate some money to Nothing. help us with our building problem? Yeah, and they're never going to do it. They're never going <laughs> to ask. Right. We didn't ask. I kept saying, we haven't asked one person. I said, why ask when you reason, can take? I have more confidence in our community. I think the mm. community knows the school needs help. Why can't we put confidence in our community that they'll step up to the plate? How did someone like you ever get elected in the first place? Was it one of those things where they didn't even really know who you were and you just kind of got accidentally voted in? Well, people knew who I was. I mm-hmm. do a news, the newspaper in town, and I'm pretty vocal. But they weren't. 
people agree, but they don't. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes, no on taxes. But right. Then Until the taxes want to pay for something I want. Exactly. So they know I'm pretty conservative, but I'm sure they didn't know how far, you know, <laughs> and how far I was into the non-aggression principle and not coercing people just because you like something. I'm, I was one of the more vocal people. I held the board accountable. People like mm. that. Sure. But ultimately, they didn't like it mm. because mm. they didn't like it that I didn't support this bond, of which 62% of the voters approved. Um, so it did go to voters? Yes, it went to voters, 62% approved. So in that case, now, Mark, then uh, was, we were speculating earlier that it was the board members who voted for these things. In some cases, it looks like it was actual voters who came no. out. And of course, you know, in that case, then they sort of are on the hook. It's just the rest of the voters that were no. against it. They're, they're screwed too. No. What happens is, as a board, we decide... The voters get to decide if we, because the voters said, yes, go for it. Then we as a board still had to vote Uh, to, quote, activate it and initiate the sales. We don't have to. Mm. You can have the voters say, yes, we want a bond, and the board could decide, because there's been a change in the board since I lost my position, Mm -hmm. the board who actually votes may say, we don't want to activate it. Got it. We don't want it. We don't want to initiate it. Which the other board in my town, which is unheard of in California, there's only like two boards that have ever done that. But the other board in my town did do that. They said we're not activating it. Hmm. So, so one of the things I would tell people: so do you understand there could be two bonds issued on you because the other board just hasn't activated theirs. They can do it at any time <laughs> they want. They can do it 20 years from now. Whenever, because you, we the people said, yeah, we want it. Man. But they don't, the reason why the other board didn't activate is because it was when the market was going down, the housing market. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to get as much money as they initially thought. They so they are holding out. out then. They're waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So, so, yeah. And then in our community, we're kind of one of the poorer counties in California, Yuba County. Um Several other people on different boards, the college board and another high school board, the news reported they probably lost their positions because they supported some poor bonds. And I thought, well, I lost because I didn't support. But the difference was those boards already issued them. So people could oh, see, see, oh, wow, that's a lot of interest. The consequences. Shame they, on them for doing that to us. Yeah. For me, so they, they want the fr- issued. They want the free money, mm. but they <laughs> but don't want to make the payments. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. th- this is just uh, this is just standard human behavior. And like a teenager with their first credit card. Sh- it's why people shouldn't have <laughs> votes. Nobody should be able to vote on anybody else's spending yeah. because they yeah. don't. Un- I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, they have no skin in the game. Yep, and that, and, and I just kept pushing. I'm not against helping the school. I just think we should try some other method mm. before we go to forcing everyone to pay, whether they like it or not. Wow! So you tried to apply uh, voluntarist principles from the inside of a school board position and were ousted as <laughs> Goodbye, a result. Goodbye, lady. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough Basically, to be a liberty lover in California. I'm proud. Uh, I'm, pr- I'm, pr- I'm gl- proud that you did it too. I'm just sorry that, you know, I'm sorry you live in a town that would vote you out for this. Yeah, that's yeah. California for you, though, right? It's got to be frustrating. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it isn't. Uh, 
Yeah, so it gives us more impetus to get to New Hampshire fast. Oh, lovely. Are you coming here? That's fantastic. Well, that's our plan. And I heard my husband the other day for the first time actually say, we better get ready to move to New Hampshire. Right on. Get on it. We'll see you when you get here. And, Jonna, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. The more doers, the more people that, that actually are willing to get active for liberty, that we can concentrate in the same place, the better off we'll be. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Reflections from the Hajj coming up here in a moment. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything that you want. Also want to remind you to visit freetalklive.com where you can get signed up for our news updates. Follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Your preference, all of them are free. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Well, I mentioned mortgageminuteguide.com um, in a previous segment. Just wanted to tell you about uh, a rate that's available to you. It's nothing like these bonds we've been talking about for California school districts. You can get a 2.5% rate on a 15-year fixed loan. Uh, the advantage, what are the advantages of the 15-year fixed? Because a lot of people say, oh, 30-year fixed is the only way to go. This is the only country in the world where they do 30-year fixed uh, at the rate that they do them. I mean, you know, most countries, they, they want to get it paid off sooner, and you pay far less in interest with a 15-year fixed. This is likely, 2.5% is likely the lowest rate you're ever going to see. Um, the politicians and the fiscal cl- are talking about the fiscal cliff coming up, and one of the things they're thinking about eliminating is uh, home interest deductions. So... You know, now might be the time to make that move. Uh, on a $150,000 house, the payment's only $1,000 a month. Um, you can go to their website at mortgageminuteguide.com and answer their three-question application in order to get to one of their uh, you know, experts to call you. Or you can call them at 866-288-0088. They do loans in all 50 states. It's mortgageminuteguide.com, 866-288-0088. All right, let's go to the phones to your thoughts. Dave, listening in Montana to LRN.FM. Hey, Dave. Hey, yo, long live free talk Welcome. live. Man. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, I uh, wanted to talk about the earthquakes and the mine stuff. Sure. This earth, the earth travels at 66,000 miles an hour. and It's spinning at 1,030 miles per hour. There's not a moment that the earth ain't quaking somewhere. Mm-hmm. Shaking, rattling, and rolling, <laughs> yep. flying through space. It's a miracle we're all alive, man. <laughs> Indeed. And anybody worried about an earthquake is kind of like worried about nothing because the earth is quaking all the time, man. It, it, like it, it's like I said, you know, it's just flying through space, spinning around, crazy. 
Well, I think what Sam was saying here is not that he's as, as concerned about uh, earthquakes as much as that, you know, he's like, he's very interested in this new science about the prediction of, of quakes. Well, he did say he thinks them. How could you predict it? It's, I don't know. Like we're traveling at 66,000 miles an hour, flying through space, spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. You can't predict Everything's shaking and rattling and rolling. I'm with you. I think it's I think it's kind of silly. But then again, maybe you know if you had enough data, if you had enough information, you might be able to uh, make some sort of accurate prediction. Whether or not humans have gotten to the point where they can collect that amount of data and analyze it to the point where they can accurately do these things it changes though. You know, you're, you're yeah, it flying does. through. We're flying through space. Well, that's man. one of the things he was saying, Dave. Is that it, he, we're alive. he thinks it's making things worse. He thinks that, uh, or that not it, but that things are getting worse. That there are more uh, natural disasters happening at a greater clip more often. Come on, it throughout history, man. Look, you know, look at the geology. This planet's been flooded a few times. Mountains are created by big plates. of banging up against each other you know it's been doing it forever big deal that's happening right now yeah i'm not going to spend my time you know researching I, into I, it. I feel lucky if i get to see a mountain get born you know if if i see that if it kills you. I, I would, <laughs> that doesn't happen in you know eons i'd feel like honored that i got to witness it dave great call tonight man appreciate and, uh, it. also the mind yeah sure i on YouTube, there's an old Mayan dude that tells the story about, you know, what's happening with the Mayan thing. And he says mm-hmm. the white man misinterpreted it. it of course. They never said it's going to be the end of the world and everything. It's an end of an age and everything. And and the, the white dudes always misinterpret everything that, you know, religious or the, or the Indians. Sure. Because they were pagans, you know. <laughs> Dave, great call, man. Appreciate the thoughts tonight. And so don't worry about it. Thank huh? you, sir. Yep. Hey, very good, sir. Thanks. Don't worry about it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's how I feel. I mean, what? there's nothing I can do. If it's true what Sam says about the uh, earthquakes are getting worse and there's more hurricanes or whatever, if all these natural disasters are happening more often, there's nothing I can do about it. You can give all your money to amp.freetalklive.com. <laughs> I already kind of do give. Not you. Everybody else. But no, I mean, really, about, you know, handling these natural disasters. Okay, you know, if you've got some food stored away, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's helpful. Get it at buyemergencyfoods.com. Right. And uh, so, you know. Pre- have some gear, perhaps, from manventureoutpost.com. Yeah, preparing yourself. Maybe have uh, a survival information in case you need to, you know, take some actions Strategic to Strategicsurvival.com. Right. So, I mean, you can, you can be prepared for something traumatic happening in your life. But to uh, you know, to to spend one's time obsessing over whether or not it's going to happen, I don't see the the point. I'm not saying that's what Sam's doing. If that's what you uh, enjoy doing, but yeah, if that's then go ahead. Right. If if learning, if reading about tragedy and uh, and you know following the uh, the statistics is your hobby, then man, that's cool. Everybody's got to have a hobby. But uh, to be concerned about it or to be worried, there's nothing you can do, right? Like, you, as a little ant on this planet, aren't going to be able to stop the earthquakes. If it's true that they're happening more often, you, you know, you can complain. But <laughs> there's nothing you can really do about it. You can tell people that you think they're happening more often. And what are they going to do? Stop going to work? Are they going to, you know, stop taking care of their family? I mean, people, life goes on. And if it doesn't go on, if we're all, like, extinguished by some giant worldwide earthquake tomorrow, then... Oh, well. What can you do? Right. 
All you can do is enjoy the now that you have. All you can do is focus now and make your life better now and plan for the future as though it will be there. You know, don't plan as though the 21st is going to be the end of the world because then you'll totally screw up all your priorities. And if it turns out you were wrong, then you've gone and sold your house, sold your business, uh, you know, extinguished your bank account. And now you have nothing left on the 22nd when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, and uh, even you know, like he, like he said, many Mayans are saying that yeah, nothing's going to happen here. Exactly. So eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Now, did you have something about strategic survival? No, or? a manventureoutpost.com okay. is what I wanted to tell you about. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com has the name brands you want, the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and a bevy of other things. Man adventureoutpost.com they've got more things than we could ever possibly mention here on the air they're family owned members in good standing of the better business bureau and they've got the lowest prices go check for yourself get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com all right toll free number is 855-450-FREE last week uh, we shared with you and uh, this was the Friday show Mark so you didn't hear the first episode of the Hajj Reflections from uh, Davi Barker who is the Muslim agorist he writes over at MuslimAgorist.com. Uh, he recently returned from his Hajj pilgrimage, and for those that don't know, that is uh, the trip that one must take as a Muslim to uh, Mecca, and if you can afford it. So if, if it's possible, you, you're supposed to take this this pilgrimage, and he mm-hmm. did, and it gave him the, the opportunity to reflect on some important matters, and he's got some thoughts that he wants to share, and I thought they were interesting, so I'll share those with you coming up. Also, you can bring up whatever's on your mind as well. Take control here at 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. show is free talk live we call it that because you're free to call in and talk about anything you would like at 855-450-FREE it's the SACL CAI toll-free line and you can join us online over at freetalklive.com just enjoy the features that we have on the site they are free for you uh, once again freetalklive.com and the features include uh, listening options like live streams broadband midband and narrowband versions of the show various different stream sizes for different internet connections we actually had uh the lrn lrn.fm is my little internet project uh, radio network thing that i do on the side as a hobby uh, and it also has three streams one of the streams went down the other day due to server issues but that's one of the reasons why we have three streams somebody had posted online about it well your stream's down well i appreciated the heads up 
But just because one stream is down doesn't mean the other stream's down. So if you ever have a situation like that where you know the, the high bandwidth stream isn't working, try the mid bandwidth one and see if that one's working. Most of the time, it will be because they're hosted on two different streaming servers. So if one server's having an issue, the other one's probably fine. So go to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned into our live streams. Also learn about our over 100 great radio stations that air the show at various different times throughout the week. Uh, there's our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where you'll hear us on two different channels throughout the week. And uh, in addition to that, we're on free-to-air KU Band Satellite, as well as K, uh, the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. Howtowinincourt.com. Have you ever wanted to take a complaint to trial, but you didn't want to spend the money on an attorney? Howtowinincourt.com is the solution. It's a course for people who don't have an attorney, teaches you the court's rules, and until you know those rules for the court, you're not going to win. You're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. This is the new and improved jurisdictionary course. Uh, it's called howtowinincourt.com, and it's written so that the average eighth grader can learn it over the weekend. Once you have completed the course, you get an honorary degree of Juris Doctor. This uh, Their brand-new website has all kinds of free tools. Go there, use the free tools, check it out, then buy the course. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, howtowinincourt.com. When you check out online, you can you, uh, you know let them know how you found out about us. It's Free Talk Live Radio there as uh, the option. If you call them uh, in order to buy, just mention Free Talk Live in your call. It's howtowinincourt.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE, that allows you to take control of these airwaves, and you may do that. But in the meantime, we'll talk to you about the Hajj. And it is uh, the pilgrimage that all who are Muslim must take, if they can afford it, uh, during their lifetime. And one of our listeners did it recently. Davi Barker is his name, and he wrote about it. Why is that? Just one of those things. Uh, It's what God said in, uh, in the Quran. Oh, great. So earlier this month, I returned home from Hajj, the Islamic pilgrimage to Mecca. They say, by the way, he's writing over at AltMuslim, which is found at patheos.com. It is the Islamic pilgrimage to Mecca. They say the sign of a successful pilgrimage is that your life changes. Well, I got that in spades, as I'll explain. But the strangest thing about being back is when people ask me, how was it? Like I was returning from a Sunday matinee or dentist appointment. (laughs) I don't think it's possible to summarize in words pithy enough for casual conversation. The closest I've come is, it was not what I hoped, but everything I needed. It reminded me of the spiral dance, a name popularized by the author Starhawk for a motif that is ubiquitous across spiritual traditions. The maypole, Yiggs Russell. It is the concept of traveling to and circling the axis mundi only to discover that the journey had a beginning but has no ending because the boundaries of the circle were always ephemeral. Before I left, my consciousness was centered around maintaining my own integrity along the journey. Integrity is all too cheap in this world, so cheap in fact that the public order has left almost no accommodation for it whatsoever. A person of integrity is by necessity a rebel, because one can no longer do anything, no longer travel, no longer buy or sell, no longer milk cows and drink children's lemonade, without the public order demanding that we compromise our integrity. Indeed. On this journey, I would contend with two bureaucracies before I would reach my destination— the TSA and the Saudi regime. On the application for a Hajj visa, one is asked to, docu- or to sign a document to the effect that they accept all the laws of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. In the document published by the Saudi embassy... Descri- how, of course, how does one do that when one doesn't know all the laws? Indeed. Describing their basic laws, Article 1 defines them as a sovereign Arab, Arab Islamic state. I don't see how I could possibly sign such trash with my integrity intact, 
So I didn't. I wrote under duress, and thankfully bureaucracies are too bloated and inefficient to catch small details most of the time. Right. To explain why I cannot agree to define Saudi Arabia as an Islamic state. <laughs> I wonder if you could make your signature under duress. Because, you could. You I absolutely mean, can. There's no reason. <laughs> your signature can look like anything. Right. It could look like anything, and, and it's not like anybody reads it or, at right. all. So if you just do under duress and sort of a, under duress and sort of a stylized Fancy manner. Yeah. <laughs> to explain why I cannot agree to define Saudi Arabia as an Islamic state, to whatever extent such a thing can exist or should, here's a little background. The Saudi regime is hardly even a government. It is a British-created, America-backed oil cartel and little else. Armed and funded by the British in exchange for oil rights, the Saud family slaughtered the Muslims of Arabia who wouldn't accept their doctrine, pushing adherents of traditional Islam into North Africa and surrounding Arab nations. They modeled their state on a British principality, not anything indigenous to Islamic culture, and became honorary Knights of the Bath, a British military order of chivalry. Since then, they've bulldozed dozens, maybe hundreds, of historical sites and monuments that have been part of Islamic heritage for over a thousand years. They desecrated the graves of many prominent historical figures, including members of the Prophet Muhammad's family. And they destroyed the history of their own rise to power by banning books which criticized their doctrine. So forgive me if I see their Islamic paraphernalia as pure propaganda, and them as satanic usurpers of Islam's holiest sites. There's a saying of the Prophet Muhammad's that has long been my favorite, says Davi. He writes, which is, quote, The greatest jihad is proclaiming the truth in the face of a tyrant. Boy, now that's kind of a shock, isn't it, to anybody that maybe is just tuning in for the first time and hearing us talk about uh, the Muslim religion on this show? I, you know, I'm not a Muslim, and Mark, not, nor are you, no. nor am I a Christian, and nor are you, Mark. Not, not uh, really, not only in the greater, perhaps, societal sense. That, what does that mean? Um, you know, I mean, I'm from Western culture. Um, I believe in God, and my uh, views of God are centered around, probably to some extent, uh, you know, defined by sort of the Christian God that I was taught about. I see. But you're not actually a Christian. I do not believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God any more than I am the Son of God. Then I do you're believe not myself. I do believe myself to be the Son of God. I just don't think that Jesus Christ is in any way it was any way more powerful. He was perhaps a greater man, more influential, and maybe cooler to be around. But you know, whatever. But this is an interesting quote, right? Uh, the the greatest jihad. This is from Prophet Muhammad. The greatest jihad is proclaiming the truth in the face of a tyrant. Now that's a, a lot different from what they talk about on yeah. Fox News, right? Sick, sickle swords, uh, you know, killing Christians, right? In where towns the, or whatever. you know the supposed, uh, you know, the scary story about Muslims is that they're all out there. Uh, radical Muslims are going to take over the, this country, and they're going to force, uh, they're going to, you know, through jihad, they're going to kill people, innocent, uh, peaceful Christians, and they hate us for our freedom. And you know, the, the word jihad is thrown around a lot, as though this is, you know, this is what a jihad is—is is to go and kill your enemies. But in point of fact. That is not what the jihad is. Uh, the greatest jihad is proclaiming the truth in the face of a tyrant. But it has always seemed like an apparent contradiction to another of his more popular sayings that the greatest jihad is the inner struggle against the false self. During my trip, it occurred to me that there is no contradiction here at all. One describes the macrocosm and the, macrocosm and the other the microcosm of the same basic struggle between truth and falsehood. The tyrant is is a false self at large, dispelled by truth, not by force. And the false self is itself a tyrant, enslaving the true self by illusion. It forbids you from taking action, censors you from speaking out, and rules you by fear. So the inner struggle is in reality to proclaim the truth in your own face, because your worst tyrant 
is you. This is interesting. The the Quakers, which of, of which I am one, uh, believe that one must uh, find God's truth from the light within. Mm. And that's what I'm hearing here is that um, the, the greatest jihad is, is to put down the false self that uh, you have been taught to portray and um, be true to yourself. Eight five five four. That is incredibly difficult to do. It's like the Richard Bach book that says that um, here's God's greatest commandment. Be happy all of your days. Mm. Hey, how do you do that? Indeed. Uh, and the Prophet Muhammad did say that the greatest, uh, you know, the, the it's the internal struggle that is the great jihad. The mm. lesser jihad is any struggles you have that are outside of yourself. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll free line. More coming up about the Hajj and the Reflections. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on our site. If you like the show and you would like to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a free bumper sticker. The instructions are there as to how you can go about doing that. Also, you can download web banners, graphics you can use on your website, your blog. You can actually get high-res stuff, too, like uh, our logo, for instance. Or the font that we use. It's all there. All those tools, you can put them to use for whatever purpose you'd like. Because we don't believe in that intellectual property stuff. (laughs) Uh, So head on over to promote.freetalklive.com. We've got a variety of tools there that can help you get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. That's promote.freetalklive.com. Speaking of around the world, uh, we are sharing with you the Hajj. And we'll continue with that in a moment. But something else that's worldly is the Bitcoin. Yeah, it's worldwide. You can, uh, for instance, you can buy Bitcoins in your, you know, in Russian rubles at one of the more than million locations that... Uh, worldwide. Worldwide. In 30 ba- countries. In, in more than 30 countries that BitInstant.com makes available to you. You can get on a plane, fly to the United States. You can transfer those uh, same Bitcoins into U.S. dollars and you've got them right there. You didn't have to take it through customs or anything like that. That's one of the things that Bitcoin's really do is they empower the individual with their own money they give you control over your own money and that is a it's a revolutionary idea you don't even understand the implications i don't even understand the implications of this because we're still ferreting them out bitinstant.com you should get some bitcoin because i really think they're going to be worth a whole bunch of money in the future bitinstant.com all right so 855-450-FREE we're going through some notes some reflections from the Hajj. Now, the Hajj is a, a pilgrimage that one must take as a Muslim, as is prescribed by the Quran, and uh, well, must if you can afford it. There are certain ways you, you know, you can avoid it. If you are too poor to take the Hajj, okay. then you can't go. Uh, but if you can do, if you can do it, you're supposed to. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, one of our listeners, Davi Barker, who writes at the Muslim Agorist at muslimagorist.com, has been sharing his thoughts over at Alt Muslim, uh, Global Perspectives on Muslim Life, Politics, and Culture, available through patheos.com. And he's talking about the greatest jihad and how apparently there are a couple of different quotes that some people believe are contradictory about the greatest jihad, but he explains that uh, he believes that they are actually complementary to one another. Uh, the one of the sayings is that the Prophet Muhammad is known as saying, the greatest jihad is proclaiming the truth in the face of a tyrant. And then another quote has to do with uh, the greatest jihad being the internal struggle. Uh, and he suggests that the internal struggle is in reality to proclaim the truth in your own face because your worst tyrant is you. I mean, surely you've heard that we're all our own greatest enemy. And I believe that yeah, is the case. Sounds right to me. We're our greatest critics and our greatest naysayers, and uh, usually getting past our own internal struggles is the most difficult portions of anything that we do. Agreed. Uh, and that's why the greatest jihad is that, which is, which is internal. He does talk about, uh, by the way, in the in the Quran, because I read it when I was in jail. The Quran. Uh, so I know, yeah, so I know a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, I haven't read it. He but. does talk about the lesser jihad, which is the one that is typically discussed in the me- the mainstream media, that, oh, the jihad, they're killing the Christians and all this. That's not even what jihad is. Anything that's an external struggle is the lesser jihad. So whether that, you Just know. means a struggle. Right. Uh, and and the Muslims, uh, you know, what they're told is that they're not supposed to be going out and you know, there's no proclamation to kill any anybody. The way that uh, things were done, certainly when, some uh, seem to seem to take a certain amount of joy in it. Well, there's crazy Christians and there's crazy Muslims, well, I right? That, I mean, there's there's, there's yeah, always extremists in I, any I agree religion. With you, I don't think that uh, you know at this point they haven't been going and executing uh, Christian uh, Muslims in in the United States. People haven't been stringing them up or anything. You don't no. see any uh, lynchings, whereas you do see those in some foreign countries of uh, Christians there. I don't know, man. I mean, there's crazy people everywhere. I'm not going to say that that has okay. nothing to do the with dumber the, and ba- the, the more backwards and less educated you are. Yeah. The more likely you are to hold to these old thousand-year-old, two thousand-year-old bits of nonsense, misinterpret them, yeah, and, it's and, misinterpreted believe, because, and believe all kinds of people that tell you stuff. Right. I think that people generally in the United States are better um, educated, and they know that they're not going to get away with it. There's uh, more yeah. law enforcement and things like that. So there you go. No, I, I agree with it's misinterpretation. I mean, it's really clear to me, at least in the version of uh, the Quran that I read, and uh, and I also read some of the. Uh, there's like a Muslim organization here in the U.S. that prints up pamphlets and information, and I and I you know I looked at some of the information about why people misinterpret this stuff. It's pretty clear to me that you know there is no proclamation about killing anybody who's innocent out there, and in fact, there's not even a proclamation against you know or for killing one's own enemies. The the Muslim uh, you know, kind of the orthodox uh, Islam is that uh, one should allow the aggressors to stop or let me see if i can clarify if someone's aggressing against you you have the right to defend yourself by muslim standards mm-hmm. uh you have the right to defend Sounds yourself fair. but if they turn around and and quit and go home then you're supposed to let them it's, so you don't have to chase them down and kill, no. kill the third generation or no, something it would like be that. inappropriate it would be against the you know the proclamations like of god to me yeah absolutely 
So, and there's there's even stories in there about how the Prophet Muhammad, uh, or there's there's historical stories. It's not in the, the Quran, but there's there's history about Muhammad and his story, and about how he had done that. You know, people had come after him, and that he forgave uh, many of those folks. So, anyway, that aside, let's go back to the uh, the Hajj here and the reflections. Talking about how the worst tyrant is you. And Davi says that this has been a major change for me, acknowledging that there is no political solution to the problem of an illegitimate public order. If there is a solution to the problem of liberty and tyranny in our lives, it's a personal one. It is to act, to speak, and to think with integrity. No political solution is viable. Electing a duopoly candidate is no solution, and electing a third party or independent candidate is non-viable. Democracy and politics more generally always produces a tensegrity that must eventually collapse. Historically, tyrannical powers collapse either by overextending their military or overprinting their currency. Yeah, that the, sounds right. The United States is poised for both. Both of those. And any potential solution to this crash will be resisted by the powers that benefit from these policies. Yeah. Candidates who propose these solutions will be marginalized. Yeah. Civilians who demand these solutions with any effectiveness will be targeted. Mm-hmm. And the ship is sinking. The only viable solutions are to look for a life raft or learn to swim. Now, I disagree with one part of that, and that is that there are no political solutions. I think there is a political solution. It's here in New Hampshire. It's to get people who love liberty together so they can get active and have an effect in the politics inside the system. Like, as far as the national level goes, I agree. There's no solution there. There's nothing that can change Washington, D.C. There's no amount of effort concerted uh, that will uh, have an effect on that system. That is destined for failure, and the best we can do is insulate ourselves from it and get the hell you know, away from it. Uh, but as far as New Hampshire is concerned, we've had an effect already with only 1,100 people that are here now as part of the Free State Project, and we'll see more of an effect as more people make the move. 13,000, more than 13,000 yeah. signers. So finally, he asks, how does one speak, act, and think with integrity? That became the center of my thinking over the course of the trip and will become the question driving my advocacy moving forward. So it sounded like it was a, a real worthwhile journey for him. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've been given a definition of uh, having integrity is uh, doing the same things that you say that you'll do by the time you say you'll do them. Um, that's a good know, one. Living living by your word. Now, I think that that's probably deeper than that, but that's a nice thing to be able to do. Um, probably living true to yourself at the moment is sounds to me like integrity, and I think that that's, you know, that's going to be really tough to do because there's all kinds of things that I feel are immoral that we're – prescribed to do day mm-hmm. in and day out um in or modern culture yeah. yeah and you know what are you going to do it's uh, you know i i don't think that i should do the right to, thing as often as you possibly can it's as often as you can but you know you got to understand what the consequences are when you do them for instance uh, property taxes are due you know in my town and yep, i don't too. have any desire whatever to pay those people that money in order you know to to pay money to send their kids to school take mm-hmm. take educational money away from my kid to give to their kids right. to send them to school to me that's immoral that i'm letting them steal from me that i should stand up and say no but I know what they'll do. Not only will they take my kid's education money twice a year, but they'll go ahead and take the house that he lives in. And then they'll blame it on me. They'll right. say that I'm the bad parent mm. because I didn't do, you know, do whatever it was that they said. Or that you don't Petty support the Petty tyrants that they are. You don't support the children. They don't support my child. Mm. I mean, these people, these people, you know, they have their kids. I've got my kid. Go ahead and take care of your kids. I'm educating mine. Why do I have to educate yours too? But you're going to pay the bill. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I mean, you what don't else have do you to. do? 
You could you could yeah, say I no. could let them take the property so they steal it and then get the money down the road. I can't stop them from getting the money. If we have enough people who refuse, they can't take everyone's right, property. But two isn't enough. No, I agree with you. And there aren't enough and people I, living here yet. Who I don't have, have the anger management skills to let these people take my house. Sorry. I'm not saying you have to let them take your house. Call people out. We'll camp out on the property or something like that. We'll uh, we'll occupy. See yeah. them take it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll, t- they'll take it. Don't worry. Eventually they will. That's the problem. They can come and any day they any want day to. Any day they want. And you can't have everybody camp out at the house every single day forever. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Be free. Hey, podcasters. It's uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, proflowers.com is advertising with Free Talk Live, and we're delighted to have them. They are a big advertiser, and um, it's a really good thing. They've already committed to upping their ad buy as a result of uh, you know what you guys did during Mother's Day and buying you know bouquets and that kind of thing during Mother's Day. Thank you for doing that. Um, they've you know like I said exponentially increased their ad buy for. Um, the Valentine's Day holiday, but they've uh, are also advertising here with us during Christmas, and it's podcast only that they're advertising. So they have faith in you guys. I have faith in you guys in order to uh, sort of maintain what we're uh, doing for them. And they've got a really great little offer here for nineteen ninety nine, so twenty bucks. You can get Santa's workshop mini cypress tree is what it's called, and it comes with its uh, you know with decorations, free lights and ornaments. It's a it's a little Christmas tree that uh, you know it takes care of that. Uh, it can take care of your entire holiday decorating at the house. So all you have to do is have this little tree. You can send it to a, a child or a family member or even a um, you know wife or loved one, whomever, and I think it'll make a great little gift. Um, it's a little Christmas tree, and um, you can get it from proflowers.com. You can uh, upgrade to the angel and snowflake ornaments with white lights for just $10 more. The tree comes, um, you know, the, the standard one comes with uh, festive red, with a festive red 10 with colorful lights and 12 wooden ornaments. So you can go to proflowers.com and um, take a look at those great looking trees. And this is a one week only special, by the way. There will be um, other specials coming up. For this deal, go to proflowers.com, click on the mic in the top, and type in FTL. It's always FTL for Free Talk Live um, in all of our advertisers. Uh, this live mini Christmas tree is perfect for someone who doesn't have uh, room for a big tree, whether it's a dorm room or a small apartment or whatever. You can get your mini Christmas tree ready to decorate for just $20. You can call 800-P-R-O-Flowers. And mention FTL or go to proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the top right corner. Type in FTL. It's proflowers.com. The microphone, FTL. And the offer expires on midnight Friday. Yes, I did ask what time, which time zone. And they said Pacific. So offer ends Pacific time midnight on Friday.